ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय रीडिंग फ्रॉम द भगवद गीता चैप्टर थर्टीन नेचर द एंजॉयर एंड कॉन्शियसनेस सो वी आर एंटरिंग द मोस्ट इंटरेस्टिंग पार्ट ऑफ द भगवद गीता दिस सेक्शन ऑफ द भगवद गीता फोकसिस ऑन ज्ञान ट्रांसीडेंटल विजडम which helps one become detached from materialistic aspirations and simultaneously attached to krishna but that is the perfection of life that is why the bhagavad gita recommends reasonable amount of detachment right from the beginning because we are parts and parcels of god and as long as we are attached to him we have value we find nourishment and as soon as we are disconnected we lose everything we lose our own selves for example the hand is a part of the whole body and as long as the hand is connected to the body it has value it can work as soon as it is disconnected it is lost the nails on our hands or feet they grow they get nourished as long as they are in touch with the body as soon as they are disconnected they have no value we spend so much time on coloring our hair taking care of it but as soon as it falls on the ground we go to a salon and it's all finished it no longer has that attractive power as soon as it is disconnected from our body so we have to understand we are parts and parcels of god and we have to become more and more attached to god and simultaneously cultivate reasonable amount of detachment gradually from anything which is materialistic because anything which is materialistic is sooner or later going to give you greater pain than the happiness you're experiencing through that effort and any material desire fulfilled sometimes we think oh if i get this desire fulfilled then i will become very sober and will dedicate my life to the life sublime goal self realization god realization i'll be more peaceful no the nature of material desire is such that it gets fulfilled and it gives rise to another one it's like adding fuel to fire so these chapters are very interesting and uh, specifically discuss the topic of three gunas why do we do what we do why do we have a different types of personality there are so many courses in the world which can tell you oh this is your personality but why does a person have a particular type of personality that nobody can explain so the gita gives the answers so we will find those answers in these uh, six chapters the final section of the bhagavad gita so <clears throat> we have to listen to these discussions very very attentively carefully many a times we are not attentive we are mechanical but even if you don't understand anything in one go keep listening to the same thing again and again and everything will start making sense and important thing is when we are listening to the bhagavad gita or any subject matter related to god or spirituality for that matter coming from scriptures we have to be very prayerful and if we don't understand anything or something we just pray to krishna please reveal the deeper understanding and everything will start manifesting in your heart it's a very dynamic process so <clears throat> Chapter 13 covers topics previously discussed but explores them in a more analytical way 
Thus our wise listeners can take advantage of the logical presentation made by Krishna to strengthen their conviction and deepen their understanding. So just like in any other chapter this chapter also begins with an intelligent question by Arjuna. So please know that Arjuna is an established transcendentalist, spiritualist, elevated personality. but he's playing the part of a materially entangled individual so that he can pose questions for the benefit of all of us and his astute uh, inquiries create the opportunity for krishna to offer answers to life's most profound mysteries so arjuna asks krishna to define six subjects prakriti that is nature purusha the enjoyer kshetra the field of activities kshetragya the knower of the field gyanam knowledge and the purpose of knowing the goal of knowledge and game the object of knowledge so these subjects are key constituents of vedic philosophy and krishna therefore spends the entire chapter defining and discussing them so let's just get into the chapter and try to analyze understand discuss what krishna is trying to teach all of us <clears throat> so chapter number 13 text number 1 and 2 अर्जुन उवाच प्रकृति पुषं चेत्र क्षेत्रमेंदिछा ज्ञान गेयम च केशव श्रीभगवाच इदम शरीर कौंतेय क्षेत्र अभिधीयतेम प्राहु क्षेत्रज्ञ अर्जुन सेड Oh my dear Krishna I wish to know about prakriti that is nature purusha the enjoyer who is enjoying this nature this prakriti and the field and the knower of the field don't get confused whatever you need to understand we'll discuss that but for not for the time being just listen to the exact translation the knower of the field and of knowledge and the object of knowledge six questions have been asked what is prakriti this material nature who is the enjoyer of this nature or what is the field of activity and the knower of the field who knows that field of activity and knowledge and who is the object of knowledge and krishna starts answering the supreme personality of god had said this body o son of kunti is called the field krishna is not answering in a chronological way he begins by answering the third question this body what is the field and who is the knower of the field so krishna says this body o son of kunti is called the field and one who knows this body is called the knower of the field why this is known as the field so for example there is a field and in field whatever seeds are sown the seeds are sown in the field and then we see the desired products crops growing out of that field based on the seeds sown so similarly this body is known as the field for the soul because it is through this body that the soul acts performs its activities depending on the desires the seeds sown uh, or the actions performed and the future uh, is also designed so it is through this body that the soul's desires the inner desires are manifest 
whatever desires the soul has accordingly a body is given so therefore this body is the field where all the activities are taking place and manifesting through it and the one who knows this body is known as the knower of the field now who is the knower of field that krishna answers in text number 3 kshetragyam chapi mam vidthi sarva kshetreshu bharata kshetra kshetragayor gyanam yattaj gyanam matam mama O Sayan of Bharata, you should understand that I am also the knower in all bodies and to understand this body and its knower is called knowledge. That is my opinion. So, <clears throat> Krishna says, uh, who is the knower of the field or the body? There are two knowers. one is we we also know little bit about our body but we don't know anything about our or others bodies krishna says i am the superior knower because i don't just know about your body but i am the knower of all bodies and to understand this body and its knower is called knowledge now we have heard the word veda what does veda mean veda literally translates into knowledge and what is knowledge now so many people who have some scholarship we say oh he is very knowledgeable he is very knowledgeable he is very knowledgeable no that's not knowledge the definition given of knowledge in the vedic scriptures is somebody who knows what is matter and what is spirit and who is the controller of both that is called knowledge so many people know a lot but they only know most of them about matter or material subject matter some people might know little bit about spirit or spirituality or spiritual but they might not know about matter much and they might not know who is the controller of both in this whole creation things are made out of only two things matter and spirit just like bodies matter and there is a soul the spiritual being which is giving life to matter otherwise matter has no power on its own and then there is somebody who is controlling both and that is the supreme lord so to know what is matter what is spirit and who is the controller of both is called knowledge this is the definition of knowledge otherwise knowing little bit about matter knowing little bit about the soul but not knowing who is controller or knowing just one aspect is not real knowledge so anybody who is the knower of these three things is truly knowledgeable krishna says that is my opinion he is the supreme authority his opinion has to be accepted <clears throat> as the supreme and as the best now krishna goes on to Uh, <clears throat> explain the field of activity that is about the body a uh, little bit more what are its constitu- constituents the constitution of the body text 4 tat kshetram yacha yadriksha yad vikari yataschayat sachayo yat prabhavascha tat samase nameshunu Now please hear my brief description of this field of activity and how it is constituted what its changes are 
whence it is produced, who that know of the field of activities is, and what his influences are. <coughs> Text 5 Rishibhir Bahudha Geetam Chandobhir Vilidhe Prithak Brahma Sutra Padaischaiva Hetumadbhir Vinishchite that knowledge of the field of activities and of the knower of activities is described by various sages in Vedic writings. It is especially presented in Vedanta Sutra with all the reasoning as to cause and effect. So Krishna is not saying, look, so he's just letting us know that whenever we talk about God, his creation, anything related to spirituality, it has to be quoted. Uh, it has to be, uh, it has to have some Authenticity. So he's saying this knowledge of the field of activities, that is this material body, and the the knower of activities, that is the soul and the super soul, that is God, is described by great sages. And where can we find it? In the Vedic writings. So this point I have always emphasized that all our knowledge, especially when it comes to God, the purpose of life, His creation, spirituality, must come from scriptures. It cannot come from social media or your friend circle or anybody who thinks whatever he thinks and feels is right or whatever the majority is saying is right. That's not the way. There has to be some authenticity to whatever we speak. And sometimes people get into arguments, but if somebody is not ready to argue on the basis of scriptures, then we should not waste any time with that person because that will never end. He's speaking based on whatever little intelligence he has and mind has no limitations. The argument just can go on and on. So the truth must be discussed based on Shastra, scriptures. Otherwise, we should not waste time arguing with such people who have no basis to their arguments. Krishna says it is specially presented in Vedanta Sutra with all the reasoning as to cause and effect. <coughs> now he says text 6 and 7. Mahabhutani ahankaro buddhiravyaktamevacha Indriyani dashaikamsha panchachendriya gocharaha Ichadveshaha sukham dukham Sanghatas chetanadritihi Etat kshetram samasena savikaram udahritam The five great elements, false ego, five great elements, earth, water, fire, air, eater, false ego, intelligence in the unmanifested, that these are the subtle elements, the ten senses and the mind, the five sense objects, desire, hatred, happiness, distress, the aggregate, the life symptoms and convictions, all these are considered in summary to be the field of activities and its interactions. So this body is made up of five gross elements, earth, water, fire, air, ether, and uh, three subtle elements mind intelligence and false ego and then they interact there are ten senses and uh, they interact so there is desire there is hatred there is happiness there is distress the aggregate the life symptoms and convictions so this is to be considered the field of activities and its interactions the body first krishna says the field is Field of activity for the soul is the body. Now he is going into detail what this body is made up of and how there are certain interactions taking place within the body. So why is Krishna explaining all this so technical? Just to help us understand what he spoke in the second chapter itself. 
how this body is simply matter made up of five gross elements three subtle elements and there is so much interaction going going on happiness distress it is the um body which is uh, going through all this uh, different uh, emotions or uh, that are mentioned here in the body has to suffer the pain and soul is different from it so this is the field of activity for the soul the soul is experiencing hatred happiness distress life symptoms convictions so this is the field of activities and its interactions just to let us know that our body on which we are spending so much time is matter and it is going to end at some point it is the storehouse of more and more misery so so that we cultivate gradual detachment from the matter and focus on our real self that is the soul our spiritual existence which is eternal and which has got nothing to do with matter so after explaining this now krishna will turn his attention to another question of arjuna which was what is knowledge and who is the object of knowledge and in text number 8 through 12 he describes in great detail 20 items of knowledge and he says beyond these 20 everything is just the opposite and is ignorance so that we shall discuss in detail in the next podcast thank you so much hari krishna so to briefly summarize what's happening here uh, arjuna is asking some wise questions he asks krishna to define prakriti purusha kshetra the field of activities kshetra gya the knower of the field knowledge and the object of knowledge uh, and krishna starts answering by explaining kshetra and kshetra gya the field and the field of activities which he has so he basically is answered two questions till now now what is knowledge and the knower of knowledge will be discussed then later on what is prakriti and who is the purusha the enjoyer that will be discussed hari krishna thank you so much